Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today we're talking about how to finish the summer season strong with Thaddeus Tondu. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent, my friend. And how are you? Doing very well. Thaddeus from HVAC Unleashed um, and HVAC Revealed is his podcast. Um, we've got so many good questions here for you. We're going to, it's going to be a little, basically a mark, uh, HVAC marketing consultation for you in your earbuds today. So I want to start with kind of like a, a quick, hard question just to, for fun to get yeah, this started. And let's do it. Bad lead and a good lead for an HVAC company. Uh, bad lead is the tire kickers. Um, you know, those guys are the worst um, because it, it just, they come in and they just want the price of the phone because they're shopping uh, and they're, they're kicking those tires, right? That's uh, nothing worse than that. I generally get that a lot with, you know, some of the Facebook ads uh, that you run and you can, you can actually weed some of those out with some automations. Um, a good lead are the ones that are like, my system is down, come out ASAP, yeah. <laughs> right? Because they, and if you can get to them right away, now you have the opportunity to be able to um, turn, uh, you know, take a service call and, and flip it into a turnover. Uh, and to be able to, to get an install out of that, should it, should it fit, right? Well, I just had somebody on my podcast talking about this for HVAC, plumbing, et cetera, but like down season, up season stuff, like when you have busy stuff, scaling up your, your staff and scaling it down, um, it leads us into the kind of big question of the podcast, which is how do you finish the summer season strong? A lot of people mm -hmm. are, uh, basically, you know, sometimes when you're busy, you feel like you're in one of those money, uh, cyclone machines and you're grabbing the chunks of cash as a business owner, but you're also tired yeah. and you're, you're like, you're scared that you're missing the summer a little bit with your family and you're, but how do you finish the summer season strong without, um, getting discouraged for whether it's staffing issues or, or, um, just making sure that you're, you're getting enough business. Um, what, what you need to have uh, to finish out the season. Yeah, hundred percent. And it, that's such a loaded question right now in 2021. Um, you really like, cause yeah, okay. You can turn on your marketing and you can crush and get a ton of leads coming in, but with the equipment shortages that, that people are facing and their pricing increases are, are going to hit a lot of businesses hard. Like some of the bigger dealers and some of the bigger centers that have uh, buying power are a little bit of a struggle uh, even to get some of the equipment in. And so, so first and foremost, um, if that is, is coming up against you, look to uh, diversify your product listing. And what I mean by that is if you're exclusively trained, but you can't get in all those units, well, maybe go somewhere else. Maybe look at a Goodman, maybe look at an Amano, maybe look at a Lennox. Or what, or Ream, or whatever brand you want to look at. So not being exclusive to one is going to help you out through through that those shortages. The other one too is if you know there's a common system that gets installed within your area. Like here in Canada, we have our our we don't necessarily need the super high sear ratings, two stage, um, you know, AC units uh, for the summer because our summers generally don't get super hot, super humid. Um, so if you know there's a, a common product that's installed in your area, maybe buy a bunch and stockpile those. So that mm -hmm. way you can actually flip those uh, those installs a lot quicker. 
Um, you know, that's that's a huge one to be able to take advantage of that. Um, you know, I know we chatted about this before, and I, you know, a couple a couple notes that I written down. You know, one of the other ones is okay. Now that you have that equipment shortage out of the way, well, what were your goals, right? I mean, did you have a goal for the summer? Are you on pace to hit it? What do you need to tweak and change in order to be able to make sure that you're on pace to hit those goals? A lot of times people say, yeah, my goal is going to be $3 million this summer. Well, okay, what do you need to do to get there? Oh, and they don't have a clue. And so understanding the, the what goes into hit those numbers, but also reviewing those frequently. And I, I'm not saying every single day, although some guys in the level of the business that they're at will review those goals and those numbers every single day to make sure that they're hitting what they need to hit. Um, and if you're, if it's just you and your truck, well, maybe review those weekly. If you've got you and a few trucks, well, you know, maybe you want to look at those daily, but having that idea and adjusting those little course corrections on the way. I mean, you look at like a, a, a sailboat, a sailboat doesn't go in a straight line, uh, down the ocean. It zigzags back and forth because it's continually course correcting and course adjusting. And, you know, you look at, even an airplane, for example, if, a, if an airplane starts and they're one degree off course, by the time they end up at their destination, they're going to be wildly off where they needed to land the plane at. So those small course corrections to be able to hit your goals are, are big things, um, you know, from that. But the other part, too, is, um, and I think a lot of businesses actually fail on this, is um, getting your team bought into your marketing and your goals. Um and something that they can rally around, right? Uh, a revenue goal and an income goal for your business, your team's not gonna rally around that. They'd be like, hey, um, we're gonna sell $3 million this summer uh, and I'm gonna make 20% of that. So I'm gonna make myself, you know, 600,000. You know, team's not gonna give a shit. They're not gonna give a shit if they're gonna make you 600 grand in the summer. They're not gonna care if your business is gonna do 3 million. But if you break that down saying, okay, from those numbers, we need to, and I'm going to pluck these out of the air. These don't have any, have any bearing or effect. And we can actually, I can actually work this backwards and tell you exactly what the numbers would be. But, you know, we're going to install 100 units uh, this summer and we're going to do 400 service calls. Okay. Um, well, now your team can rally around that because you can cross those off. You know, we've helped 500 people this summer. Mm -hmm. okay now we're now we're talking now we've got movement now people buy into that of helping the helping the customer helping people have better comfort in their homes and if you can and if you can you can even pivot that now when your team gets bought into those entirety of those goals guess what happens everything else just falls into place right and they care more about the people that they have on the other end yeah. um i mean those are a couple things i mean there's yeah like i could i could probably talk for 10 more minutes i mean Marketing, obviously, dump money into advertising. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Not on pace. Well, hey, okay, do advertising. That's that's a great transition into my next question, which, you know, you've, you've helped a lot of companies with their marketing. Um, dude, I just got a little Canadian with the way I said that, the marketing. Um, marketing? So, okay, pro process, and, process and process. I, uh, I'm Minnesota my, here, so I'm kind of halfway between, you know, like right you're dang a little Canadian. bit of Canadian in me yeah <laughs> so what's the hardest part from your perspective about HVAC marketing what do you see the people uh what do you see the people really struggling with when they come to you you and your team a lot mm -hmm. they've had a bad experience with somebody 
Yeah. Uh, that I think that's that's something that I mean we as a business have to continually overcome. But the the reality of digital marketing is that there's literally no barrier to entry, right? You don't need a certificate, you don't need an education, you don't even need a course. Really, all you, all you need is a laptop and an internet connection, and you can call yourself a digital marketer. Um, and, and so, same, so same goes for employees as well. If you're an internal marketing manager, it's it is a little bit scary that just just so you know, you could burn a year on somebody like, and that's a salary that's $60,000 or whatever. And you burned it. It's gone. It's, yep. and, and that person could, could have kind of been inflating. And to be honest, you and I have hired marketing people and, and there's a little bit of a, you have to go through a lot. I've failed in hiring many, many times on marketers. Mm-hmm. I've failed. Mm-hmm. I've failed. And then I've succeeded. And so just noting that you can fail this, this goes with agencies, hiring a local agency that's some that's not really specialized or hiring an internal marketing person that is kind of inflating the people do it. We all do right. it. When we apply for a job, we inflate our experience. Right. And a hundred percent. Well, even you look at like, I have a business degree and it's right, you know, it's right over there. Uh, the only reason I put it up is because I wanted it in the background. Uh, but literally like, I remember, so when did I graduate? Uh, 2009 uh, so really 12 years ago so in not that long ago but also a long time ago yeah that's a I, long time for a, right a marketing, yeah specialist first for marketing like I remember taking the marketing course and we did a, a, a in like 2008 and it was we analyzed rock band and how rock band uh, you know was a phenomenon and now nobody plays rock band yeah Right. And so, so like the, the, the constant change of things is so fast that somebody says, Hey, I've got a degree in marketing. Okay. Well, you had a bunch of professors who have probably never ran a marketing campaign in their entire life, yeah. teach you how to do marketing. Yeah. Uh, and so, so it's, it's this notion that, you by know, the way, that's, to- if, I, I think some Company owners, like it's been a while since you're in college. Do you remember how bad your professors were? So yeah, just people coming oh, out of school right? means nothing. Not to say you can't be amazing in coming out of school, but it's just, there's such a high amount of people that are, I'm not going to say it, just underprepared for real work in this mm-hmm. scenario. And that means ideally you get somebody with a couple, if you're hiring internally, and I'm just going to yeah. say, like, I think ideally a couple years of experience, ideally. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's what you look at, uh, you know, for hiring um, uh, a marketing company, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. You can hire it internally, but are they going to be specialized? Mm-hmm. Probably not. You know, they've got experience across the board. Whereas if you hire an HVAC specific uh, marketing company, um, and, and heck, even if you're listening to this and you're not an HVAC company, you know, let's say you're a painting company. There's painting markers yeah. out there. There's landscaping markers out there. There's dentist markers out there. There's chiropractic markers out there that specialize in that particular vertical and that niche. That's what you need to do. And that's what you need to yeah. find. And you need to have the proven results behind that so they can show you. And, and, and that's really the biggest thing is don't just take it on face value. Ask for, ask for testimonials. And How do you- testimonials are kind of like a wash because... Well, I'm, you know, if somebody's like, hey, can I talk to you your customers? Sure, I'm going to give you my best customer. Well, a question for you, like, how do you not be romantic? So this is scary if, like, let's say you've been working with a local 
agency or something it's kind of scary um to just like pull the plug on that somebody you knew the devil you know versus the devil you don't it's kind of scary there's a fear there like i can go out and talk to that person i can kneecap them if i need to you know like versus like the guy across the country and by the way we work with um contractors all around the country so i'm not i'm not challenging you in a way that i i believe in this by the way i believe Mm -hmm. in specialized agencies i'm just saying it is scary how do you not be romantic about your marketing partner and make the leap to somebody who actually understands your problem how do you not be romantic in business and it's tough right because it's your business it's your it's your livelihood it's your bread and butter it's your baby you know it's it's all those things combined and wrapped into one so to to separate the emotion from business decisions can be difficult right first and foremost so um if if a person's already realizing this hey you're one step ahead of the curve right uh, but that goes back to you know when you were chatting uh, before we jumped on is well are you happy with their results? That's the first question. Are you happy with the results that they've been giving you? And if the answer is anything other than yes, then you need to have that conversation to say, okay, well, maybe it's time for a change. Mm-hmm. Have that conversation. You know, it's at the end of the day, you don't owe them anything for your business. Yeah. You really and don't. It's it's a business decision, not a life decision. I um the, the, the one example that I was thinking of was, um, you know, back in dating, right? And most people can relate because they've dated, right? You ask yourself the question when you're on your date with the person is, can I see myself spending the rest of my life with this person that I'm on a date with, right? Or that I'm, that I'm, you know, that I'm seeing. And sometimes people get blinded by, you know, certain things in relationships, um, you know, et cetera. But ask yourself that question, you know, can I see myself continuing on this business relationship? I want to go to $10 million per year. I'm at five. Can I see this company helping me get to 10? And if there's doubt, they're not the right company. And and some of it comes to graph trajectory of leads and whatever else you're trying to push on your KPIs. And I, so I've had people come to us and say, I have this, this, and this going on with my current agency. I'm not, I'm not loving them because the, the project manager or something, just not my style, or I have some issue with the way they're communicating. And I look at the graph and the leads are good. And you should, <laughs> you should not be romantic in that way either. To be honest, like it's good to have a good partner, but I'm just saying like, and the relationship does matter. And we focus on that a lot. But the point is, is like, what are the results? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I, I've i been talking to an HVAC company in town that's working with a big boy corporate agency that's, that works with a lot of uh, HVAC companies. I'm not going to name names. It's a small stinging animal. And uh, <laughs> they, in the last four or five months, their organic traffic has almost halved since they started working with them. I know they're spending a lot of money on ads. So they're kind of glossing over some of the metrics that, um, so by, by spending a bunch more money on ads, they're basically burying this important fact that their organic traffic has almost halved since they launched the new website. And it makes me sad and mad. Mm-hmm. So watch out also, besides the local company 
that uh, isn't specialized. Watch also for the large corporate agency that doesn't care if the fund, the business fundamentals underneath are rotting because right. they can gloss over it with like just ad spend. I'm, I mean, I'm happy because I talked to this person, they said the, the leads are good. So that matters, that matters. But also there's other metrics to pay attention to and watch for your, your traffic on your website, your organic traffic, watch for the leads, watch for parse out, ideally parse out where the leads are coming from. And I think that that's a big thing to really focus on because if all your paid le leads are going up, but your or all the organic search leads are going down, you got to watch those things too. Just kind of have some, like to me, it's all about knowing your numbers and ultimately mm -hmm. at the end of the day, owning your marketing. And we were talking about that a little bit before we got on here too, of just like, ideally, you know, you have an agency running your ads for you, but you're also, um, you're also, ha you're you're paying the ad budget, so you don't like. I think sometimes people lump them all together, and that's a little harder because then you don't have the ability to le like lever up the summer. You know, push up the budget. You should be able to push up your budget when it's busy season and bring it down when it's not busy season. So I get a little worried about these agents, like, and I've done it before too, but just like we're lumping all the ad spend and the management together. And I don't know what I'm getting yep. so for that proprietary blend. Sometimes <laughs> they just show you the total end of the day, but transparency, right? You know, like I get two things that pop into mind, you know, one is, is the, is the transparency, right? I feel that there's a lot of guys uh, in the, the digital marketing space that don't want to reveal that because they're scared that, oh, the SEO suck, but hey, look at all these leads from our paid traffic. So we're just going to lump it all together. So it's just amazing. So they don't want to break that down. But the other thing too, is this is kind of a, a potentially an unpopular opinion, but for, for us, we don't really, we don't really care. You know what, if you're unhappy with the SEO, but you love their Google ads and Facebook ads, well then give the SEO to another company. Yeah. And then keep the other company for the Facebook and the Google ads. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, us as an organization, we are um, insanely, uh, we'll work with anybody in any capacity to yep. be able to make sure that their business is taken care of the right way. Good. If that, if that means that we're only going to do one chunk of your, of your marketing and somebody else is going to do another chunk, we'll work with that company. Right. There's a lot of other companies that will say, well, if you're not going to do it all with us, see you later, find somebody else. They won't, they won't do these things and they won't be able, they won't take you into consideration to be able to have your business grow the way that it should. So yeah. that's also another conversation to have when you're having, when you're looking for your marketing people say, Hey, if I'm working with two different marketing companies, do you care? Yeah. The answer should be no. Yeah. I think, I guess I'll add one caveat to that, just in case any of our clients currently <laughs> like it is currently are listening, which is, it's not ideal to have the one agency delegate to the other, or yeah. like, ideally you have a single point of contact for your agency that divvies out the stuff. I think that that can be a conflict. So like, if you have a paid ad, ad agency and they're and they're delegating to the website and SEO people. It can be a weird thing because I, we'll we'll do ad, you know, we'll be doing basically the PPC or the ad companies work 
on the website that they probably should be handling. So ideally, basically single point of contact is your yeah. best bet. And that's good for that's good for the people too, because they should be like, like I say, I believe you should be owning your marketing. You should be the one delegate, like either you or an internal marketing manager should be delegating and there should be clear um, deliverables from the companies that you're working on. But that's just a side note, just in case any of our current clients are listening. <laughs> I would hope that all your current clients are listening. Uh, although, oh, I, just, I mean, I hey, you know, we, yeah. we do a sh- we have our show too. And, and I know that people, people are busy, right? So you got I, Dude, lives. I assume, no, to be real with you, I assume none of our clients listen to this. If you listen to this and you're a client, could you email me and just say, I heard that uh, podcast? I would be very curious. I, we get, you know, between all just the kind of off, um, we get a good chunk of people listening to this in various forms, YouTube, then the podcast, then little clips that we put out on social media, which is a gangster move, by the way, if you're doing a bunch of content creation is to turn it into five things, Yep. sometimes into a blog post. But, you know, ultimately then it's like a hundred eyeballs or something that see some piece of this or a thousand or whatever, you know, um, and those, you know, those chunks are really the most viewed. So sometimes we'll get like a 500 view or a thousand view of the little chunk of a piece of content. Um, but honestly, my favorite attitude on this is just no one cares. I do a lot of content and I assume no one cares. like realistically, I think it's a good mindset too for contractors because we get all self-serious and we think every single piece of content that we put out, like people give a shit. And that is, I think, uh, I think it holds us back from doing as much as we could. Do you know what I mean? As a, yep. it holds you, it holds you back because ultimately you should be almost like publishing every day on social media in some way, shape or form. It doesn't matter how high quality is because quantity leads to quality. It should be intentional practice, but it shouldn't be you sitting there thinking everyone is really scrutinizing you. We're all thinking about ourselves. We don't care about you. And like, if we see you, it's just like, oh yeah, I wonder that that guy exists. Same with yeah. see content. And they're reminded that you exist. They're not always watching or listening to every little thing, but it's the pulse. It's being there. It's showing up every day. And so I think that more people, I wish more of our, our company owners, if they're listening, uh, that we're working with would show up every day on social. That would be amazing. If I could get them to show up every day on social, that would really help. Well, and here, and here's the, the reality of why people don't, or they do it and then they stop because they didn't get any likes or they yeah. didn't get like, any comments. Yeah. And right. Yeah, like you still the, see it just because right? you didn't get likes and comments doesn't mean people didn't see it. Well, and I like, I get this all the time. Like the last two weeks I've, I haven't had a lot of content come out on my, on my, um, uh, my Facebook page just because, you know, I had a baby. Um, sorry, I was off, you know, content yeah. was not on my mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking care of my baby and my wife, pretty, right? Yeah, uh, you know, pretty preoccupied. Yeah, there are that's exceptions. A wild, there are that was a wild ride, but you know, like the the amount of times that we actually hear from people. That Congratulations, seen, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, you know the amount of times that I've heard from people in like messages or after I jump on a on a call with them, it's like, yeah, I love all your content. Thank you for continuing to put it out. You put it out a lot. Sweet. 
but they've never commented, they've never liked it, yeah. right? So you never know yeah. who's actually interacting with it. Just because they mm -hmm. don't like it or they don't comment on it doesn't mean they didn't watch it or they didn't see it or they didn't read it or they didn't interact yeah. with it in some way, shape or form. And those are just the people that said it. Like, yeah. those are just the people that like, for some reason, like you're hanging out with them and they told you that. Like, I really appreciate it. And you're like, you haven't commented, you haven't like, think about the 500 other people that also kind of feel that way about your content. And, you know, if you don't get any likes and comments and stuff like that, obviously that's a bad sign. Keep on working, keep on sharpening your skills. Um, you know what? I'm going to do one plug and then I'll let you uh, wrap up with your thing is I have a social media course for contractors. That's mm -hmm. free. If you go to hookagency.com slash contractor course god damn it i don't have a i, I gotta, <laughs> put it in the uh, show notes okay. later <laughs> yeah, yeah hookagency.com slash contractor course and we'll uh you basically it's 35 days the first five are prep and then the last 30 days are actual just like prompts so they're prompting you on social so anyways thaddeus give us your your link I'm sure yeah. there's some people that want to talk. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, the way I always frame it is, is, you know, let's, if you're, if you're at all curious, uh, you know, about having, you know, call with us, uh, check us out at hvacunleashed.com. You can also follow me on, on the old Facebooks uh, as well. Um, I don't know my link off. I think it's just daddy at facebook.com forward slash daddyist.tondu. Uh, but all my stuff's public. So you can, you can just search my name out and find it. Uh, on there and kind of see some of the content who we're all about. Um, but if you want to jump on what I call a first date call or a discovery call, literally that's what it is, right? It's us getting to know each other and seeing if, if there's something there that would be a potential fit, um, you know, on our side or your side. And if it's not, then, Hey, that's totally cool. Uh, as well. We usually give you a couple tips, uh, from the discovery call and, and, and on we go, uh, from there. The other part, um, actually, and it's, I, I actually didn't mention this when you talked about, you know, looking at, um, marketing agencies as well is are they only going to work with one person in your area? Mm. Right. I mean, you think about that, like if you have somebody that's, uh, running five different HVAC companies all within one city, uh, and there's some caveats, like if you're talking like a 10 million population, okay, the one, you know, 5 million population in the, the geographic area, yeah. maybe you can have two or three companies on there just because you're not actually cannibalizing the ad dollars at that point. Yeah. But if you have a handful of companies that are all in the same market, well, now you're competing them against each other with their own ad dollars as a marketing agency. And so it becomes even more difficult to get the results. So we only work with one company. Uh, per geographic area uh, on there. So it's also an exciting thing. Um, so that way you know that it's also 100% yours, uh, not shared leads, shared anything. So if you want to get in touch, you want to have that call, it's hvacunleashed.com forward slash contact. Uh, and then there's a multiple, multiple uh, ways you can get in touch, send us an email um, or just jump on and book a discovery call right on that page. Awesome, man. Appreciate you so much for sharing your wealth of experience. And um, obviously the, the podcast is put on by Hook Agency, hookagency.com, Hook Agency all over social. Thanks guys for listening and have a good one.